She reaches from beyond the grave to make good men her wicked slaves. She'll take your blood, she'll take your head, she'll follow you until you're dead. Uncensored horror. We're gonna get sick of our beautiful faces, but how could you? Because we're back this week to talk about Fear Street. Fear, Fear Street, apparently. Fear Street Part <laughs> Two. That's right. Fear Street 1978. We are here to discuss it after last week's zombie witchy goodness. Um Let's just do a first impression without spoiling anything because the show will be full of spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not seen Fear Street 1978, please pause the podcast and return to us at the end. <laughs> what did we think? Katie McCarthy. Oh, God, nice and close up. Uh, gnarly. <laughs> it was, I mean, last, last week's was pretty brutal, but this one, like a step up. Not even a step up, like 10 steps up. It was wild. Very much so. What about Luke? What did you think? Just general. I feel like it was it was ultra violent. I think it captured a little bit more of that um, slasher camp feel. I think it did it better than a lot of the Friday the 13th films did. Like there was an actual sense of dread, like something. Agreed. No one was safe. Agreed. There was a definite sense of danger there. So um, we got the movie picks up where we left off back in 1994. Nevada, etc., etc. Uh, Dina and Josh have managed to restrain Sad Sack Sam for oh. some reason. For some reason, the lead cast member, the lead of the last movie, I guess. Yes, I guess you'd call her the lead. Still hate her. Oh, she's still not really. Her. I would call. I would call Dana the lead. I guess. But yeah. Anyway, Sam is a support, and she's a terrible. We begin in the house of C. Berman, who is obviously suffering some PTSD from her uh, camp nightwing experience. We see her and her many alarm clocks, and her her very effective guard dog, Major Tom. You know. You know I- Living their life. Is that like a like a PTSD thing? Like with the alarm clocks? I mean she I think it's just a I think it's just a control thing. Ah, so So, well for a second I thought it was so she stays awake, but we see that she falls asleep at one point. So it's not that. So she must I think it's just maybe it might just be routine and and like she's figured out this this system works for her, so this system's always in place. Fair enough very OCD. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Josh and Dina 
break into C. Berman's house, which is a mistake because she's ready to stab on <laughs> straight away. You'll find out why later. Um, she's ready to stab on straight away. But eh, she doesn't. They take her out. The, they take her to see a not very scary Sam. I feel like they could be doing more to Sam to make her look frightening. What's, Do you what's know what I mean? If, if she's possessed. For, for a phone cord. It's yeah. done. It's done. Well, that's it. a reliable phone. I love that it's still got the receiver <laughs> yeah, as well. It was it's great. just like still got the receiver. I mean, so anyway, they yeah they end up oh. tying Sam up in in the in C. Berman's bathroom <laughs> against the radiator. They take <laughs> walking around with a phone cord. Uh, cord, a cord. Oh, now a cordless phone. Yeah, it's it's cord. just the receiver and just the cord. They um, and she begins to tell them the story. Of Camp Nightwing, cute groovy seventies music. Do 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 something. Love, something, I something, something. Again, they've they've kicked it with the soundtrack for this one. If you guys haven't checked it out, it is on uh, Spotify, Dude. and it's yes. So oh, cool. this is where we are introduced to a young Ziggy Berman. So clearly, uh, the writers of the show are David Bowie fans, seeing as Major Tom is the dog and Ziggy is the girl. I mean, (laughs) who could blame them? David Bowie, rest in peace. (laughs) Uh, And of course, we also, uh, well, yeah, we we meet um, Ziggy as she's running, running, she's running. We don't know why she's running. It soon becomes apparent. It's because of this bitch. Shayla. Shayla. She's a bitch. She even got that bitch face But can I just say, look at that. The way that Ziggy gets clotheslined, the way Ziggy gets clotheslined by a male is just awful. (laughs) What the hell are they doing to this girl? That's because (laughs) Shayla sucks and she can't do it herself. She needs hench, hench people. So anyway, Sheila obviously has issues because we tie we tie poor Ziggy Berman up to a a hanging tree. Can a I just seriously familiar hanging tree? Yes. When they said hanger, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna like go brutal right at the beginning. Holy shit! And then I just <laughs> you know, saw the hands go up. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I thought they were gonna like. Like a you know, hanger by her neck. I was oh I panicked. Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> <God. sighs> anyways. So yes, um Sheila has a posse of a set of random twins and one of the good brothers who doesn't really factor much into this episode. So I feel like he may, I don't know, come back later in the next episode in some way. But um yeah, Sheila is not a fan. They've accused Ziggy of stealing money and being possessed by the witch. That's what you'll hear a lot in this episode. She's possessed by the witch. She's possessed by the witch. So the one thing that they did to try and kill poor Seraphine was to burn her. Now, this is pretty intense as well. They just tried to light up poor Ziggy Berman. Like, they- I thought I thought they were gonna set her clothes on fire first. And they're like, yeah. give me your lighter. I'm like, I thought was it was gonna be the hair because she was like there's lots of hair happening. Yeah, like that. that would have been something. I mean I mean, that's painful, right? On like, underneath your arm. I mean that Run your me. arm fat. 
Oh. That hurts in general, but just like burn it out. Yeah. These people are but bitches. But it's okay. She's rescued by Nick Good. Oh. New camp counselor, Nick Good. Oh, isn't he good? He's, is, he's good. <laughs> I see what you did there. He's a good boy. I, I love that 70s hair. It's that, that bang is pretty perfect. And look, and look, I could have, as I said to you guys, I couldn't find a picture of Kurt from the show, but um, they talked to head counselor Kurt. Yes. Well, that's that how we that, for a lot of the that picture, that picture basically tells you all you need to know about Kurt. <laughs> that's about as important as his role is. Basically. As opposed to the most... But he is that guy. Is he? He's the most passionate dude at camp about he, everything. He's just eye candy. He's most just passionate big, dude. Big douche. Big old so, yeah, they, they threatened to send um, Ziggy home, but uh, Ziggy is saved by Nick, so she is freed back into Camp Nightwing. But watching this movie, it made me think about how strange that whole camp structure is. Because in this whole thing, this whole episode until the end, we see one adult. Oh, the nurse! It is the one. nurse. It is one the adult. Nurse. We'll talk. We'll talk about her in a minute. But but they usually, do run the camps with like. But young usually adults. there is there's there's more than one adult there, right? Right. Like there are teen counselors, but the counselors yeah. are supervised by adult counselors right you know are the real ones in charge and you know maybe we're just not seeing them because you know whatever reason and that was well without spoiling the ending i can't really go into that but someone had to drive something let's let's say that yeah that's true like there's no there's no cooks there's no there ain't like it's just like the adults are mysteriously absent again in Sunnyvale. Right. Vale, and in when you were 17, 18, could you cook? Like, like I mean, could you cook like beyond basic things to satisfy whatever kind of craving you were having before mom and dad got home? My dad was a chef, so yes. Okay, fair enough. That was a bad example. <laughs> he, yelled at me. he yelled at me one day for not knowing how to cook fish, so yes. All right, well, normal people who do not have (laughs) chefs and parents like have like the most basic functions of, oh, I can cook this or that until it's dinner time and survive until my parents get home. (laughs) (laughs) No one's eaten beans, friend. (laughs) Back to the show. We then meet a lovely Miss Cindy. Cindy Berman. Now, Cindy Cindy is anal retentive to the like. To the hilt, this girl is like, oh, I don't, I, I just, she was high maintenance, wasn't she? She uh, panicked when she got something on her white polo cleaning the outhouses. Bitch, she why, is, why are you wearing white cleaning the outhouses, lady? What are you doing? She's you Chris doing? Higgins of this film. She is yeah. the Chris Higgins. High strung. <laughs> not as annoying as Chris Higgins. Think of that. Good job. Damn. We're going Even for the polo. <laughs> Down to the polo, Jesus! Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they're our um, they're the main residents of Camp Nightwing so far, and I I think that they did a really good job of capturing the feeling of camp as well. Like it was, it was, it felt like it, you know how sometimes in these movies, especially in like the later Friday the Thirteenth movies. It just you can go. Oh, this is a set that they've dressed really badly. 
Yeah. This one, like, you could tell that, I don't know, it felt like, it felt lived in. The set felt lived in is what I'm going to say. There was, so there was, like, it had all the arts and crafts area, the nature and science area, the mess hall, da 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 yeah. Like, it was so obviously they filmed on location, I would guess, maybe. Uh, I kind of looked for some fun facts. I didn't find many and definitely nothing about the location except that they thought it was haunted. <laughs> no, that's well. all I found. <laughs> That's all we get. So That's yeah, I, I, I really dug it. So we, we've obviously now pieced together that these two are sisters and they are not fans of each other. <laughs> they, yeah, they do not get along. Uh, we get the reveal that their dad has gone AWOL with a young lady and mum's hit the bottle. So they're Aww. both at camp so she can work and uh, Cindy is trying to save money to get to college and get out of shady side but no seems... one gets out of shady side <laughs> no one gets out of shady side cursed we're all cursed we are all cursed because we are about to um re-meet someone that we actually met this briefly last week so to attend to her bird wound she is sent to nurse lane Oh, looks familiar, the, the, anyone? The name sounds as similar to anyone, you know? You <laughs> no, always hurt the ones you love. So Nurse Lane is the, obviously, camp nurse, and Ziggy finds, well, what is it? I would guess it looks like a full manifesto on Seraphir and the haunting and da-da-da-da-da. Listen, I would and, do the same thing if I was in Nurse Lane's shoes. I'd be trying to solve that goddamn mystery until <laughs> I figured out what happened and saved the day and, you know, chasing that praise, chasing that serotonin kick. <laughs> yeah. She got so, PTSD. Yeah, she, she, um, well, wouldn't you? She I mean, that's fucked up what happened to her, like, to her daughter, oh, absolutely. to their friends. I but she she, she, she wrecked. I wouldn't have hired her as a camp nurse if some bitch come well look I feel like, like she may have I feel like she may have had the Pamela Voris, like she may have worked there beforehand and Aha. she's just there like Very she's just awesome. there because she's there and like well, yeah safer under sense. sight I guess that, that would only make sense so yes um this book contains very detailed history of Seraphir and the haunting of or the curse I wouldn't say haunting the curse of Shady Side. Um a very beautifully drawn <laughs> picture of the witches mark which is interesting you know um but anyway she gets out blah 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 nurse lane's a bit off whatever um <laughs> we we do get to meet two other characters um that are fantastically of the genre. Um, while they're cleaning the outhouse, they have noticed that there are two people missing who should also be cleaning the outhouse. One is this charming individual. Alice. Miss Alice. Now, oh, I liked Alice. <laughs> say what you will about, about last week's cast. This week's cast, there was not a weak link. They were all fantastic. Like... For a teen-based slasher film, like slasher horror film, these guys can act, y'all. Like Alice again, 
it seems like I apparently like uh, the downtrodden ones, but Alice was my favorite. She kicked yeah. ass. And she no, had I liked her. At first, I was like, oh, this scummy thing. Like, ugh. She but had, she became my favorite. She had an incredible <laughs> character arc and it and an end story arc. She was awesome. I loved her. Well, you've got plenty of room to grow when your first scene is you getting some D on your back. Uh, she's not just getting some d she getting some d she's getting railed (laughs) like they did not hold back on that they didn't hold back on the gore they did not hold back on the sex which i suppose is very 70s horror movies so nailed it very much the trope (laughs) nailed it i i okay just go just go (laughs) railed it (laughs) <laughs> just keep going just keep <laughs> oh yes we also meet her boyfriend arnie but i can't find a good shot of arnie without i don't know major spoilers um so i, I would argue he's the weakest link but we don't really but i don't think he's meant to be i, I think he's just meant to be fodder really he, he's, he's just he's a drug holder <laughs> druggy number five he is mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah they're the, they're the bad kids at camp um the baddies are always the funnest. They're the rebellious bad, ones. Bad. They're the AJ and the, what's the bad boy one? <laughs> Adam <laughs> from the Friday the 13th game. <laughs> uh, so, um, from there, yes. Sorry, my pussy was meowing. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rail it. <laughs> Cindy and dream, her dreamboat virgin boyfriend Tommy, who again I couldn't find many pictures of that aren't spoilery. Um, here's Tommy here with Councillor Gary, who we'll meet later. Uh, hi, but this Tommy. is this is dreamboat. This is dreamboat Tommy. Apparently, not that dreamy, but he does look better at the premiere of the show. He's look, he looks very fierce in a suit. But um, do you, do we notice Gary's face from anywhere, guys? He looks familiar, but I can't say where. Where, Think of him him hanging from a fence in a very famous sequel slash reboot from 2018. Oh, is he in Halloween? Yes, he played essentially the same character in 2018's Halloween. Yeah, okay, there you go. I knew he was familiar. So Dreammate Tommy and Cindy are headed into the nurse's cottage because something is up with nurse lane according to ziggy who's also running into all kinds of problems with sheila still she's sheila's fucking with her hardcore but um they go into just to figure out what's up with nurse lane because cindy thinks it's drugs cindy berman thinks it's drugs okay is this the 70s things where we said everyone's full name have you noticed that Sydney Berman. Sydney Berman. <laughs> it's like I that is you know, I just started thinking about it. It's very but, it, like, but they only say it to her. They only call her Ziggy Berman. The Bermans, it's the Bermans. They're like, Sydney Berman, Ziggy Berman. That's the Ziggy Berman I know. It's like, okay, cool. It must be the oh. troubled children that they've yeah. the full name the on. Trash. The pole white trash. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, they discover what they think is drugs but it's not drugs, but they also discover um, a quite crazy nurse lane while they are back in the mess hall, cleaning the mess hall. 
And Nurse Lane says that she has seen Tommy Slater's name on the witch's wall. And she doesn't know how, but he's going to die tonight. At which point, Nurse Lane loses her shit and attacks Tommy with a rather large butcher knife. And Um, I'm not sure what she was thinking, honestly, because, yeah, you may be the adult, but he is still, like, a foot and 100 pounds heavier than you. You're not going to win. Pop him off quietly, bub. I think she was just trying to get get the surprise thing. Like, but she didn't even do a surprise ball. You're I know, but anyways. she got caught. She got caught out. True. She got caught out. Like True. they saw her walk in. So I was just like, oh, okay, blah blah blah. Fair so nurse, enough. nurse lady is um dispatched. She's knocked out quite easily, and poor Tommy is cracked on the head as well and bleeds a bit. I'm assuming, and starts yes. to become more and more dazed and confused. Oh. Very appropriate <laughs> for the seventies. Um. But yeah, everything's starting to be on edge at Camp Nightwing. Um, what else? So yeah, Sheila's still fucking with Ziggy. Basically, has defiled Ziggy's bunk. So Ziggy is coming up with a Stephen King esque revenge plot with a bucket of red blood slash paint. Oh, and this is where we find out Nick Good is a Stephen King fan too. So uh, mm. Sunnyvale's uh, Golden Child is a. A horror nerd. Woo. He's not like his father. Basically. Not like those regular. Not guys. like it's my dad. dad. No. So no. they um they make a plan to uh get revenge on young Sheila, who kind of deserves it. Let's be honest. <laughs> not kinda. She deserves it. But it is the night of color war. So, mm. so this is all happening in a very high stakes, you know paranoid time at camp where they've divided into shady side and Sunnyvale teams to you know capture the flag kind of thing good versus evil yes kurt delivers a very passionate speech he's like the most passionate guy at camp obviously um yeah (laughs) and then annie's like let's just all do our best because we're all winners and he's too high yeah, Annie is on the weed, and she is just, she will tell you that there's nothing wrong with weed. It opens your mind, man. So, good. <laughs> so all of this is, there are rumors about Nurse Lane flying around now. Well, rumors that are actually true, because her daughter was, of course, Ruby Lane. The babe. Famous, famous serial killer of Fear Street and Shadyside. So she's, yeah, that connection's been made now. So everyone everyone already knew, but now it's big camp gossip. Meanwhile, the diary from Nurse Lane's office has been pilfered away by Cindy Berman and gets into the hands of Alice and Arnie. In the diary, there is a a map of Camp Nightwing, which is actually a map of Union, which is the town that used to be Shadyside and Sunnyvale combined. So it has... Nurse Nurse Lane's been a busy girl since the 19... Was it... Do you reckon that's 50s for Ruby? I think it was the... Was it 58 or... 58, yeah. So she's been a busy girl. Nurse Lane looked quite young. Yeah. Someone who had a teenage daughter that, yeah, but anyway, yeah, anyway, potatoes, potatoes, uh, yeah, 
there were less hormones in chicken and stuff back then. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Nurse Lane's done her due diligence and has tracked out the entire, basically, Sarah Fear saga that just happens to happen on the land of Camp Nightwing. So we have the hanging tree. We have where Sarah's body's buried. Blah, blah, blah. There's maps. There's all this kind of stuff. So they go to find Sarah Fear's house. Now, um, this whole underground thing was intense because the movie kind of just switches on a dime here. It goes from like, we've set the scene and now it's time to murder because they find, they find the witch's mark on the ground. They find the witch's wall with all the names written on them. And they very (laughs) probably too late find the latest name written on the wall. Which, which is, is Mr. Thomas, Thomas Slater, who is uh, and, separated with uh, Arnie. Yeah, because Tommy's been hearing Tommy's been hearing his name in the wind, mm-hmm. which is which seems to be the the way that the witch calls to you. You'll 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 hear from the last movie and from this movie, she calls in the wind. She even calls she even calls Cindy while they're down in the basement. I realize in that basement area. I realized last night when I rewatched mm-hmm. it. So Tommy picks up an axe and he doesn't put it down for the rest of the movie. Arnie is very quickly dispatched with a couple of chops to the face, which they do not pull away from. Nope. Now, CGI blood, I noticed, but I think practical effects on the face. Still, It is still brutal. Yeah. I mean, brutal, these, are, brutal. these are not like... Like you get one shot and then it's like left to your imagination. I mean, you are watching him hack into this guy's face. Like it is, is bad. Yeah, like it's, it's Arnie's inten- not coming they, back from that. There, there are no, yeah, there are no punches pulled with the violets in this one. Um, it, it's so, what Friday the Thirteenth wanted to be. Yeah, wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> so the girls run for their life and end up causing a small avalanche which leaves them trapped underground. So we didn't say that Alice was down here too, but Alice is with Cindy. Yeah, Alice, that's well. what I said. Alice, yeah. Alice and Arnie had the diary. Yeah, the so, four of yeah. them ventured off to find the house. Yeah. So it was so, Arnie and Alice and Tommy. Cindy and, and Tommy. Yep. So Cindy and Alice are trapped underground while Tommy Berman reemerges into Camp Nightwing. And very quickly dispatches some children. Yeah, I was just about to say, oh. uh, here's a little Let's warning. Let's talk about that. Guys. Uh, there's a lot of uh, children dying in this movie. So if uh, the thought of a lot of children dying horrible, violent deaths is upsetting to you, maybe don't watch this. We Granted, we do not see any of these kills, but... They definitely allude. To, well, I mean, there's no alluding to it. You know it's happening. You hear the axe going into the chopping, them. You hear the them screaming, screaming, the blood. <laughs> you see the blood. It is just as brutal without seeing it. And it, there's a lot of them. Like they, they just kill off kids this whole movie. There's just. I think, like, it, I think it really works. Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney no, Plus is never going to air this. There is just. <laughs> I think it really no works. For a sense of danger, because so in so many of these fields, especially when there's children involved, you're like, well, then I've got to kill a kid. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to kill a kid. Like, <laughs> they, they may kill a kid, but it won't be, like, a very violent death. Like, like uh, well. Unless, they, they, unless it's hereditary, you know. 
Okay, fair enough. Shark. Fair enough. I mean, like the one movie I'm thinking where it was a violent death, but they didn't really show anything was a quiet place. Like that kid did not die peacefully. I mean, he's snatched up by the alien and he did. Oh, he did. Spoiler alert. Oh, if you haven't seen oh, it by and, now, and the shining you. too as well in, in Doctor Sleep. That was horrible. Oh, yeah, that was intense but, in Doctor but Sleep. The Doctor Sleep kill was only in the director's cut. I think in the regular oh, yeah. movie it did not like go into as Oh, well, I saw the detail. Well, no, I saw it in cinemas. Did they really go into it like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here they was... did. I don't know if they, if you guys might have got a different edit. But... I did. No, it was. I did not get to see it in the theaters. I only saw the director's cut on HBO, and yet they went into it. I mean, it was there, very, very into it. They tortured that poor child. Yeah, that was, that was the idea that if they tortured him, it would be. We will discuss yeah. that on a future episode of Yeah, Unfaced if we Power. ever get to The Shining, you know, who knows? <laughs> we might discuss that. The Shining retrospective. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the prank on Sheila gets played. It's amazing. She gets a full carry moment with a bucket of blood. and um, It was not blood. It was bugs. Yeah, I know. Sorry, bugs. I meant to say bugs. Oh, it was so Bloody gross. bugs. It was worse it was. than blood. That blood would have just been like a shower and done. Like you're pissed, but that that's off you. Yeah. I would never sleep again if a bucket of bugs was dumped on me because I'd never know if there was one crawling on me still. I'm itchy now thinking about it. And then yeah, locked so, up with them too. Like locked, it, locked her in there with no escape in the shit house with no oh, escape. It's bad. It's bad, bad. <laughs> Ziggy Berman, you are a bad girl. <laughs> Ziggy Berman. So, yeah. Ziggy and Nick, um, you know, get a bit romantic. They connect on a very intimate level. They have a kiss, even though they shouldn't because he's a counselor and she's a camper. Blah, blah, blah. But it's really just Romeo and Juliet. And it is. I'm, I'm shady side and you're sunny now. Yeah, it is. But of course, they are interrupted by a scream in the night and the poor fat kid's dead. <laughs> oh, Jeremy! You deserve. Jeremy better. had no chance. You deserve. Jeremy's better. actually. Um, if you guys, um, I couldn't figure out. We were, we were talking before the show. I couldn't figure out where I knew Jeremy from. And Katie's like, blah, 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 blah. no, 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 no. He's in Stranger Things, apparently. But he oh. is in. He is in Pen Fifteen, and he is actually a very. Without spoiling his character arc in Pen Fifteen, he's a great actor. That kid, so. He's, he's yeah. If you haven't seen Pen Fifteen and you were a you were a teenager in the nineties, you need to watch Pen Fifteen. So now he's been demoted to the fat kid. He's well, the, this he's the fat this kid happened, to get wrecked by Tommy. This Slater. was this was filmed before, or, or probably at the same oh. time. So he wasn't necessarily a, like a lead cut or a supporting cast member on a TV show at the point. But um, everyone's gathered to the mess hall because you know. Safer in a group. Someone is out there murdering. Someone is out there murdering. Um, Cindy is also missing. There's a whole heap of people still missing, is the point. So Nick and Counselor Gary, <laughs> poor Counselor Gary, who can't survive a horror movie, go out to find go out to find the um the other missing folks, the kids and counselors. Meanwhile, um Sheila's twin posse. <laughs> across Ziggy and Ziggy realises that oh shit 
Sheila's still locked in the outhouse. So to her credit, to her credit, bitch goes to save her. And you know, I, she was probably, I probably would have left there anyways. There. You know I probably would have I probably would have left a bitch there. If someone tied me up and burned me, I'll be like, eh, you're on your own, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she's locked up. Maybe he won't find her. Yes. But um Kurt found somebody, didn't he? Because oh. <laughs> Shadyside does it best. <laughs> Shadyside does it best. So, Kurt, um, what are we calling her, did we say? So we... Annie. 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 The, the pothead pot uh, hippie counselor. Okay. She, uh, she took Kurt for a ride. Who's Joan, then? Joan. Probably... Is, it, is, is, that, is that her? I feel like I that might be her. I thought she was Annie. Oh, the pothead chick. Anyway, the pothead. the pothead chick. The pothead chick. There's a gratuitous, another gratuitous sex scene. That's two kids. Um, and then there's a no booby shots, but bum shots. So we get to see Kurt's little Heidi after they pump away. Could work for Kurt. Congratulations. <laughs> and Maybe there's a visit again from. Tommy Slater, who quickly disposes of the pothead with another axe chop. So many axe chops in this Very in this violent movie. there, too, because she's all, like, you know, post-coitus, all those endorphins are running through her. She's all happy, lighting up her joy, and then just bang, bang, bang. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah, they swing that axe without no mercy, and they do not cut away. You just see in that axe hit every single person. Yeah, they have intention with those axe heels. It gets, so, yeah, she. Uh, it's worse as the movie goes on, too. We'll, it we'll does. To it does. End. It really does. So Kurt is running around in a towel, um, <laughs> in the mess hall, of a cover, surrounded by children. Questionable. Um, so when the rescue party goes out to, you know, find the other campers and the other counselors, they've they've come up with a plan that they're going to get all the kids on the bus, ring the ring the bell, and leave. So that's all good. Yeah. Except That's, who's the adult driving this bus? Yeah, it's, it might be Kurt and his towel. Cut back to underground. <laughs> cut back to the underground. Um, Cindy and Alice have figured out that the witch's mark is also a map. Mm-hmm. And that this whole witch's mark... Is situated beneath the land of Camp Nightwing. They do, however, stumble across a beating pile of organs. I mean, would you touch uh, that? I wouldn't. Well, touch look, that. I feel like Alice is the kind of girl that would touch that, right? Alice would touch it. I'm <sighs> just, I'm just saying, if I saw something like beating or like, I guess you call it throbbing. I'm just not going to yeah. touch it. Pulsing. Just, Katie, you would be the Cindy. I well, no, not, <laughs> I would never. Be, number one, I would never be the Goody Two Shoes. Never in my life could I have ever been the Goody Two Shoes. I'm like somewhere in the middle of naughty and good. But I've seen yeah. enough movies, read enough Stephen King novels to know you don't touch that shit. No, <laughs> no. Continue, sir. So yes, upon touching the throbbing <laughs> pile of moist organs. <laughs> Alice has, I would guess, a premonition or 
she a flashback it, or she see she begins to see that sam saw when she yeah. came in contact with the witch she just saw it all happen she sees things she sees the witch and she begins running around the cavern and seeing people look i can't say too much because it's going to spoil the ending and if you if you're eagle-eyed you know who these people are mm-hmm. there are there are dead people in the cavern she runs and does the oh break of the leg she caught him a great she caught him a greg as herself it hurts oh. it hurts snap so yeah she's in a daze stunned and amazed by her loving ways and <laughs> breaking her leg um and, and then cindy who just goes off on a rant and just kind of wraps it up cindy turns cindy turns full ripley it's just amazing to me she's just bitching and ranting like it's a it's all my fault and she's just very delicate, not even delicately, uh, intricately, right. just wrapping that thing like perfectly. pushing that bone back into her leg, Bam! and setting Ugh. setting the leg with a knife as a brace. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> that was, was cool. It was cool for sure. But if she falls again, like she's gonna one, she's gonna rebreak her ankle. Number two, that knife is gonna stab her. Like well, it's it was not going to fall flat against her leg. So I guess it's still yeah. she just. It all takes I one think, bad angle. I think they've got bigger problems at the moment. The worry about angles. I suppose you're right. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's revealed that, of course, Alice and Cindy used to be very close friends. Um, and then she snitched. Bitch. She snitched on her to try and get her, like, basically, Alice trying to get, um, Alice is the bad I'm not even the bad girl. She just comes to the wrong rebellious. side of the tracks, I guess. A bit rebellious. She's, rebellious. Life has been unkind to Alice. Let's just say, say yep. it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, her dad. Di- her dad died. I want to say. Dad died. Dad died. Mum. Mum's trash as well. Got yeah. a new boyfriend, and they didn't say it, but they implied that. She was um, molested, right? Well, I missed that. Yeah, when Holy she had shit. the big feet. So she yeah, she reveals the... that under her under her braces she's got cuts. So she's been cutting herself. But later on in the mess hall, she says, "You know that happened when you know when that happened when when it's when it started." So I, they they kind of spelling it out without spelling it out. Really? Damn, I missed that. So yeah. yeah. I, Good um, yeah, so yeah, they they kind of reconcile. It's a nice moment. It is a nice moment, and then not only is Cindy Ripley, she turns into Nancy Drew because the red moss that got on her polo when she was cleaning the outhouse just happens to be on the walls of the cavern where they're in. Oh. So they follow, they follow the moss. To f- discover a smell, they're in the shitter. They are literally <laughs> in the shitter. They are below the outhouse. Can <laughs> oh. I just say that is the cleanest outhouse I've ever I seen. I know there was there like there's like little bits of toilet paper hanging around, but like it doesn't even look like it's been used. Yeah, I feel like that. Really they had to they had to um, PG it up a little bit, I guess, because you know what? Like, no, I'm to... sorry though too. If there's all this hollow ground, I have a hard time believing that all of these like buildings are sitting above that. And who the heck builds an outhouse that just shits into a cavern? 
Like, they usually drop boxes you can empty. Yeah, but this is the 70s. Yeah, they did in the 70s. I think they really an old school pit toilet dug a hole in the ground and kind of went for it. (laughs) And they probably figured, oh, it's a cavern. (laughs) Oh, you know, you had to mess with it, just fill it in later. So, yeah, um, (laughs) Sheila's upstairs, (laughs) the girls are downstairs. They go, uh, Ziggy at this point has come to rescue Sheila, much to her her credit, because, again, I would have left the bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila attacks Ziggy, and (laughs) Ziggy knocks her the fuck out, which is brilliant. (laughs) If anyone deserves a punch face, it was that girl. She just got it. (laughs) uh, This is when Gary discovers them, and they hear screaming from the shitter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where they discover Alice, Alice and Cindy downstairs. So they risk, they try to rescue them on a bucket, and it's all going well, you know. Oh, little Alice, ankle of Alice, Alice just all watching the, way, it, the yeah, knife. She's up there until you know who comes knocking on the outhouse door. Poor Gary. <laughs> That's right. Gary gets a quick beheading, a very quick beheading, and then and ends up in the shitter. Alice falls down. And then his body is on top of Alice's broken leg. It's all lots of screaming. Ziggy Berman does a runner. There's so much screaming, so much screaming. But I've got to say, Cindy and Ziggy both have good screams. Good, good screams. I was actually going to say, those scream, like, yeah, they're screaming this whole movie, but it's not nearly as annoying as, say, Dakota Fanning in War of the Worlds, where you literally (laughs) have to mute the movie. In order to enjoy it, because it's just so annoying. It's bad. It's like, and we just need to quickly touch base that Sheila is laying in that outhouse, unconscious. Sheila's still well, probably in that outhouse because we never yeah. hear from Sheila again after this point. Sheila's gonna wake up in the outhouse. Where is everyone? So Sheila, the nastiest bitch in the movie, is the survivor. <laughs> yeah, look, well, she doesn't deserve being lesson to you folks. Be nicer, you end up knocked out in the shitter. If this was survive. if this was sleepaway <laughs> camp, she would have been in the shit up, man. Yeah, <laughs> should have been alley. Yeah, <laughs> what's in there, alley? Shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Ziggy Berman does the runner to scream and get help. Help me, help me, help me. Just in time to see the fucking bus leave, man. If I was, if I'm oh, sorry, it was Ziggy, not Cindy. Cindy's still underground. If I was Ziggy, I'd give up. I'd be like, fuck me, what kind of day is this? But of course she can't give up because there's someone hot on her heels. This guy is the most, like, succinct, like, they reckon Michael Myers and Jason are good. They've got nothing on Tommy Slater. He's everywhere, always everywhere, and, like, very quick about it. He's like, yep, I'm here. So Ziggy gets chased by Tommy um, into the... Nature, like, isn't it? Was it nature? No, uh, we missed that part because she's that's when she goes into the nature part, she's with Nick. That's when they're discovered, and that's when they uh, Nick isn't takes like, Nick takes a hit to get Ziggy running. Yeah, just now, isn't it? Mm-mm. Yeah, about now because she runs into Nick and then they she go runs there. into Nick now. Are you sure? Because yeah. I thought this is when yeah. she ends up in the mess hall, and this is where, yeah. We, uh, this is yeah 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 because she she runs into oh, Nick and right. then she, she goes to the mess hall. mess hall. Okay. Yeah. My bad. So Nick Nick and Ziggy get attacked outside, uh, inside the nature plot, and they there's a snake that's released and she hates snakes. Blah blah blah. But she that doesn't really. Brave. 
She was very brave. I um, cool. Yeah. Nick Nick gets a chop, but not a fatal chop. So we, we expect to see Nick later. She runs. At this point, Cindy has figured out that, or well, actually Cindy, Alice figures out that this whole underground labyrinth of tunnels is how Seraphia has appeared magical back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she appeared near the meeting, near near the mess hall back in the day. They called it the meeting hall back meeting meeting something back in the day. Mm-hmm. So there is an access point to the mess hall. So that means Cindy's off. She leaves Alice behind because she's um injured. So Alice is coming at her own pace. The the Bourbon sisters magically end up at the mess hall together, which is great. Um Ziggy's very much, I think, yeah, this could have been it for Ziggy had her sister not manned up. But we do get to see the birth of the sackhead here. And yeah, this is very Jason Voorhees. Like that but is very a, intense too. Like that's a rip. That's a direct rip off. Like direct. But done this is a, well. This is actually so a burlap. This is a burlap potato sack. And like this is how good this movie is. I'm pretty sure it's the sack that Cindy wiped her hands on earlier when she was cleaning the. <laughs> oh, when she was cleaning shit. the floor and and that's ripped and, and ripped the sponge in half. Went to get another sponge. Wiped her hands on a sack and threw it on a shelf. I'm pretty sure it's the same sack. It's meant to be the same sack. And he's just sniffing that blood. He's just sniffing it. Yeah. So um, she. Like a pervert. Yeah. (laughs) Little Ziggy. Little Ziggy tries to. I assume she's trying to break his neck because she's pulling that thing at an angle. And I think, if I recall correctly, I heard a snap. I heard a snap in the um, audio of the show, of the movie. I thought so too. I thought yeah. she actually I, broke his yeah, neck. I thought she did too. I thought she got yeah. it. Yeah, so um blah blah blah. Back underground while this is happening. Alice is just chilling, reading the diary, and figures out that the red moss, which is everywhere, is actually a sign what did they that call they it? have found Sarah Fear's missing hand. They called the red moss something specific. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. It was just a sign that it was on uh, Saint, her hand was was on Satan's stone. So that's, Satan's stone was that's what yeah, I was Satan's stone was was where she was sitting. What she's sitting next to. Okay. So she found. Yeah. Long story short, the girls um, reconcile, I guess, but they are attacked again by Tommy, and this is when. Cindy Merman gets her badass credentials by going full happy knife stab a couple of times. Stabby, 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 stabby. It's worth mentioning that Alice when, asked Cindy if she could if, kill him. Could you kill him if you had to? And she said, I don't know. Turns out she could, especially when her sister was she in could. danger. <laughs> so got it done. The, the dead, Tommy Slater. Who who I'm dressed as today, by the way. You're much more handsome than that. I've got my I've got my camp nightly yellow on, you know. Where's your sack? Uh, Yeah, well, it's hard (laughs) to speak in a sack, you know. (laughs) It's very hard to speak in a sack. It's not good. 
Um, or to speak with a sack in your mouth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there is, well, Katie, uh, um, Damn, got me. <laughs> so, so we hear rustling from the floor. Alice emerges with, with the hand and we have a, uh, you know, iconic fear street moment where when the witch is near, the blood will flow. So of course her hands on the table, Ziggy's nose starts to bleed, bleeds onto the hand. She sees More Sarah fear. Shit. She oh, sees God. Sarah fear and becomes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's so obsession angry. number one. She's so angry. She's angry, <laughs> but they fit. They they reconcile that if the hand is reunited with the body, the curse is over. Mm-hmm. Sadly, not in time for poor Alice. They always yeah. play the best characters. But who, Alice kind of. Just... What did he? He just hit her over the head, right? No, no he got no, in that the was chest an axe. with the axe. That's an axe. There's okay. Listen, he did not leave any of those uh, shady siders with injuries that they could survive. Okay, he did not. He shot to. Well, why am I saying shoot to kill? I mean, he aimed to kill. Except for yeah. Mr. Good, except for the counselor. I think he left him fluke, with a though. survivable wound. I think that was a yeah. fluke, honestly, yeah. because. Because uh, he, he jumped in front of that. Yeah. He pushed Ziggy out of the way and jumped in front of her. So, um, yeah, the girls are on. The, once, um, you know, once attacked, and <laughs> Sydney Berman goes hardcore. And beheads her boyfriend with a shovel. Again, oh. Disney Plus? I don't think so. <laughs> no one will ever doubt that Cindy Berman is a sissy ever again. Ever no, Cindy Berman yeah, is Badass credibility shit. now. But, you know, as, as happens in Fear Street, while the girls are trying to do the right thing, the witch is on their case. And resurrects a few a few killers to come and, you know, help her out. Of course, we see the return of Ruby Lane, but there's a couple of other um other of the iconic killers that were mentioned in the last episode that come back as well. And Tommy twitches to life. So as they go to bury the body, this is the this is what we have to figure out, but I think it'll be revealed next week. They dig up a stone say, saying the witch lives forever. Something along yeah. those lines. The witch forever lives. Haha, I was always right. Close now. How um, intense was that scene, though, to see all yeah. of the killers coming like, yeah. from different Closing angles in. Closing across in. the field? God, you they knew they were fucked. You, so you got to imagine how that must feel. Like you think you're so close to just like ending it all and then fuck you. Never yeah. getting out. Like, this, was, yeah. this was the hardest this scene. Part, this was before. like the best, but also most intense and emotional part of the movie, right? It was it was emotional because yeah, and brutal. So they have to give up on the hand. Um you know. And uh she Cindy basically basically Cindy sacrifices herself for Ziggy to get away. She takes on she takes on Tommy but is very quickly and brutally oh Dispatched by several axe, axe hacks to the chest, but um, poor Ziggy also comes got, a cropper of one of the killers and was um, that, uh, the milkman, wasn't it? That she, yeah, the milkman, yeah. who um, then, killed all the housewives. 
and just stabs so, that girl, stabs that girl so oh, many times. It's so tough to watch because you can and see them smells reaching, her. You can see them reaching for each other and just like yeah, never separate us ever again as they're both being brutally coughing up blood, killed. Like yeah, she's still getting axed in the chest, and Ziggy's getting stabbed everywhere like he's yeah. not leaving any stone unturned on her body he's just going for yeah. it it's so then, yeah the girls both die they are left oh and this, and this, this is a, this is the thing yeah like it was it was such a shocking ending but then you've got to realize that with the witch there is no sign of anything Ugh. like imagine police coming across this that they is... would never know like you would never know that anything happened like that is no, so what happens Tommy. to Tommy then in his body? Where well, Tommy's it? dead. Well, the, th- I'm sure that Tommy's body is probably missing now because he's part of the. His yeah. body's been reanimated. God, this is just yeah. such a powerful shot. Like, yeah. It just you think of everything those two have been through in their lives in general, and what they just went through in that night, and it's just unrequited love of two sisters. It's, okay, let's talk about again. Weird ways of bringing people back to life. Um, <laughs> does a, a stabbing victim come back to life from CPR? Apparently. Probably not. Not if their heart was stabbed. Like, if pump and blood would just be gushing yeah. out. Well, I would <laughs> guess there would be internal bleeding, but he didn't stab her in the chest. Did he? I thought he did stab her in the chest at least once. Uh, no, there was a lot of side and stomach. I didn't see any chest stabs. I could have sworn there was at least one chest stab. If we can suspend belief... There was one. I was going to say there is at least one. If we can suspend belief that there's reanimated killers and witches, (sighs) we'll let this one slide too. Just let the adrenaline, let's just, we'll roll with it. So if (laughs) you remember, folks, we learned in the last film... Well, we're going to get to the reveal. We're going to get to the reveal. We're going to get to the reveal. But, um... Yeah, I found that funny because Nick Good, hero of the day, son of son of the dead deputy. Oh no, de- well, he was the sheriff. He was the son sheriff. of the sheriff saves the day, but does he? Because for the whole movie, he's told Cindy and uh, Ziggy that he has believed her. When the cops come and they light up all the bodies, oh, that was tough she, too. Again, and, and again, she sees her sister like. She getting, actually sees getting what's covered happen. up with the sheet. Like, what happened to my sister? <clears throat> what do you think yes. happened to your sister? You watched what happened to your sister. Well, she probably, she probably got, you know, trauma, stress, yeah, true. all that kind of stuff. Um, she doesn't speak to start with. Her name is Ziggy, right? But Nick Good tells us that her name is actually Christina Berman. Christine. Christine Berman. Christine Christine so, C. Berman. Who we were all led to believe might have been Cindy. Was Cindy, Cindy is actually Ziggy. Well, you know, I actually thought because I, as soon as I saw Ziggy get resuscitated, I just thought maybe she was just going to take her sister's name and yeah, I thought keep that her legacy too. Alive, but then I thought that too. But then but Nick no. said, "This is Christine Berman." Yes. Like, oh damn! Damn. And when asked what happened, he said, Tommy Slater just went crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> we're cut back to the to present day now. So 78, over. But 
it's <laughs> in Fear Street, nothing is ever really over. Uh, they basically let Ziggy, Ziggy we'll call her Ziggy because like, Christine sounds weird. <laughs> they let Ziggy know that they've actually found the body. So hand and body can be reunited. Mm. Where's the tree? Where's Camp Nightwing? Where is it, y'all? Dun, dun, dun. We did mention it last week because some, I, so whoever had seen that must have spo- must have seen the second episode as well. Camp Nightwing, or the land of Camp Nightwing, is smack on Shady Side Mall there, where we saw the first murders last week. So Dina and Josh go to find the remarkably still fully intact hand. No bones, you know, falling apart. After a hundred and something years, but whatever. <laughs> it's a magic hand that happens. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like 300 years? Oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't do well with The point time. is that it is in remarkably good shape and it's still yes. held up. So they, uh, they, yeah, go to the body where Dina's nose starts bleeding again. She, to her, she saves her brother <laughs> and leaves him in the car to dig up Sarah, throw her hand in, and as she does, Dina's nose bleeds again, and we flash back to the past, to 1666, where we hear the name Sarah Fear. Mm -hmm. End credits. (laughs) Now, let's... So that movie, as an installment in in this franchise was I think it, it amped everything up just the way it was supposed to. It was intense. It was gory. It was, I think, everything that if you like 70s exploitation, like horror-y kind of stuff, it, was, it wasn't to the length of, you know, Last House on the Left and all that kind of thing. But it had it got the vibe right. Yeah? It was inspired yes. by uh, Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which... Yeah. If you remember, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was also brutal as hell. So, but very little blood, very little blood in Texas Chainsaw in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, so brutal. You know, yeah. this is probably. I think more they blood. got it well here. Like they captured that brutality and and the gore. It was it was very much what Friday the Thirteenth set out to be. Yep. But they were punished, you know, penalized by censors back in that time. And I bad think- casts. Well, I mean, they are pretty much <laughs> bound by censorship with here too. You can only do so much. The acting, yeah. I think the cast deserve a big kudos to this because there wasn't even Sheila, who I didn't like, was was I didn't like her because she was good at her role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she I was. Mean, yeah, it's a young cast and they're phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, except Sam, fuck Sam. <laughs> well, I wonder Sam, if we'll hear really from Sheila ever again. I wonder if we. I, will. I think Sheila will show. I hope Sheila just shows up. Well, they all show up. All because, the... Yes, they do because we're going to talk about the preview for sixteen sixty six. It's what I thought was going to happen from the beginning. They're reusing um, the cast. Yeah, that the cast is actually, and I, I think that that's the whole <laughs> deal is that those the souls of Shady Side are trapped there, so they reincarnate. Descendants, mm-hmm. descendants yeah. of these people, yeah. Descendants of, or or not even necessarily descendants. They they re, those those souls or whatever they are are trapped to the land because of the curse. 
So they will just come back generation after generation as not that's even. Why not you even never leave. Yeah, not even. Shady that's side. why you never leave. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because we saw a lot of the cast. We saw even even down to the the two uh, little black girls from the first movie. I was very excited to see Kate. Yep. I mean, Kate's it's not, back. It's not Kate. Simon's it's... back. Everyone's back. Yeah. In different roles, obviously. So it's like an American Horror Story moment where everyone plays a different role. But um, very we're heading towards re- we're heading towards resolution. It'll be very interesting to see what it is because it's going to have to again play out. We're going to get the we're going to get the sixteen sixty six witch trial story, obviously. But something's going to have to happen in the future as well because, right? Well, I'm otherwise she's just stuck in the past, right? I'm interested to see the minister or the reverend, yeah. whoever he is. Because you see this yeah. little pile of eyeballs in the church. It's like, yep. oh, it's wild. I'm ready for it. Yep. But I feel like I feel like Cindy and Nick might have might reunite and have a little moment. Something to do with the witch's bones. Because something has to happen in the future for them to get out of the past. It's true. Well, they so. said, uh, you see, uh, she calls the police station and says, uh, it's an emergency this uh, person the judy bloom the, the judy bloom book club yeah and he turns right yeah. Around, so that was cool <laughs> yeah they're, they're I, i'm a bit books. of a sucker for multi-generational horror so this is like getting me like ticking all the boxes for me are you i was but, gonna say how do you guys feel overall about this series so far i, I think this, is been, this has been amazing this second one really has fun. yeah this second one has taken it from good like really solid to to great and i think I, that's sick I think I they agree. might be saving the best till last. I agree. I feel it, like gets, it gets better every film. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm really interested to see where we end up at the end of next week. Here's my question to you guys. Nick Good, good guy or guilty? Well, passion? someone, this is the thing. Someone in the modern day is still summoning those killers. Who do we, we, saw it, we saw it in 1994. There's someone in that black hood. Who do we think I it think is? it might be the other brother. That's what I was just saying. I think, say. it, I think, yeah, I think it might be the other the other good oh, brother. Oh, shit. That clothesline Ziggy. Yeah. Oh, shit. I feel like his character's <gasps> not doing much. <gasps> it, um... Wouldn't it be wild if it was Sheila? <laughs> no, Sheila's, Sheila's a bitch, but I don't think she's evil. I just think she's Oh, awesome I think she's bitch. evil. Okay, so it's either <laughs> no. the brother or Sheila. That's my prediction right there. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but we hope that you guys are enjoying Fear Street as well. If you, we'd love to hear your opinions on it, so don't just watch. Yeah, yeah the idea of the whole idea of uncensored radio is that you join the conversation. So if you have something to say about Fear Street, please, whether you hate it, whether you love it, whatever, let us know. If you want us to do less, more, whatever, let us know. We don't know unless you speak to us, people. So <laughs> um, we're very. I'm I'm super excited to watch next week's. Um, Me too. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I I love a witch trial. Salem was one of my favorite shows when it was on. So I'm a witch trial nerd. I'm so Brilliant. ready for this. So Brilliant. ready. Crucible, Winona Ryder, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can leave it there. So everyone keep it creepy and we'll see you next week for the resolution of the Fear Street trilogy. Fear Street 1666. Bye, guys. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.